Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 661, the inaccurately titled No Time to Die. <laughs> I gotta tell you, lots of time. Lots of time. Lots of time. Lots of time. <laughs> At two hours and 43 minutes, there was ample time Ample to die. time. And yeah. also, he died. Yeah. So, Jesus. <laughs> what, what do you mean, no time to die? We can have dinner and then die. <laughs> right. That's a long... <laughs> Could have ordered food, had it brought to the theater, yeah. all kinds of time. Yeah, I will say, I know we're going to bust the balls, kind of of the of the the runtime. It didn't feel like it, it. did not feel it, like it moved at a pretty good clip. It, it, I I would also concur yeah. with that, especially someone who is would not consider themselves a Bond fan. Mm-hmm. I've seen some that I like. I've seen a lot that I don't, or just not even. I'm just disinterested. Sure, but um, but yeah, overall, I I enjoyed it. But before we get to all that, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Paul. This is Joe, and this is Tom. Kevin is out this week, and so Paul Harris is sitting in. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're a bigger Bond fan than we are. No, we. Here's my story with James Bond. I have been disappointed by so many Bond movies. There's so many. Yes, but so many. But every time I walk out of one that disappoints me, I think to myself, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm not going to these anymore. They have suckered me in for the last time. And then a couple of years go by, or in this Mm -hmm. case, like five or six years go by. And I think, oh, there's a new Bond movie. I I get caught up in the hype. Yeah. I got to go and see that one. And they are good at the hype. They are really good. And at the it. product place. This this iteration is really good. At, they've, they've, they've figured always, this out. They've always been good at the hype. I don't. So like, I guess. So I remember the hype for Brosnan. Like he was the yeah. bond that was like in theaters when I was mm-hmm. old enough to go to movies by myself. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember the hype. I remember the video game. That's what I remember. Yeah. But it, it, they've always been good at the hype. Like, that's that's their deal. And, I mean, really, why wouldn't they be? They're a film studio that makes one film. Sure. Right? <laughs> and so, so of course, they're good at the hype. Like, it's all they have to do. It's their sole Is that thing. really their only... Do they... I guess they don't do it. MGM doesn't really do anything Well, I don't else. mean MGM. I mean oh. Eon. Like the, oh, the, sure, sure, like sure. Yes, they, yes, yes. MGM distributes it. Right. The Broccoli family film right, company. Right, they, right, right. They, they make them. And it's like... it's all they do yeah which is why it's like they're really good with the product placement and they all and they they were years ahead of everybody else because it's it has such an upscale fan base yeah, they do it a lot in this one too they and they always have like right, it's all right. you know <laughs> and um it's I'm just like yeah james bond doesn't use an iphone okay <laughs> yeah Let's, he doesn't he uses a nokia uh, yeah sure was, he does I, like, and, and i guess it was worth it to nokia because my first thought was like nokia makes phones like I like I couldn't tell you last time I saw a Nokia phone. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, like oh, okay, good to you. Well, before we get into the movie, let's do some shameless plugs real quick. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Uh, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode, and leave us a review if you would be so kind. We're and up you- to two seventy. Woohoo! Woo! And you can also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, uh, you can join the League of Show Sharers just by sharing an episode. And people who were kind enough to share an episode last week, uh, David Rojas, Nick Charles, Lane Levanway, Librarian Cynthia, Ralph Tribble, Julianne Jordan, Heather Sachs, Tammy Sherman Powers, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Williams, Colby Mack, Chris Walls, The Movie Journey Podcast, Minorities Report, Spoiler Piece Theater, Ronnie Castle, Binge Movies, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast. Sarah Allen Stewart, In Session Film, Chris Wilson, Feel and Film, and Geek to Me Radio. Oh, that's a lot of sharing. Yeah, yeah. I know. We really appreciate it. And uh, you can also, if that's not enough, if you want to do a little something extra to help us out, you can join our Patreon, which for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out. And that is greatly appreciated also. Yeah. And this, so there are, so there's a lot of new stuff that's coming. We did, uh, I did, I think the. 
the first two episodes of the Halloween timeline are out. Okay. There should be three more that are coming. Uh, Dustin McNeil, the writer of uh, Taking Shape. I talked with him about the unmade sequels. Uh, I talked to Jason from Binge Movies about the current timeline, so 78 to 2018. And then I just finished recording with Lindsay Washburn, and we talked about the OG timeline, so one through six. And awesome. that's all coming just in time for the new movie. Yeah, that's what that'll be our movie next that week. Really we will tackle is. the third, second Halloween. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they don't put a number behind this one. It's just like just put a. Well, just at least they gave it a different title. Yeah, right. Where the last <laughs> one was like, this is the third movie in the franchise, just called Halloween. <laughs> I mean, if it ain't like, broke. Yeah, I'm like, what are you, Peter Gabriel? <laughs> oh, good classic rock reference. Thank you. He's Come got on, like a good one. He's got like four for people that don't. Get, he has like four solo albums, all called Peter Gabriel. Yeah. 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 Make, makes it different. Yeah, I mean, you know your brand. When you wow. call to the third, second, I think there's a bank called Fifth Third Bank. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. I'm just like it's this. coming. Don't I, worry. Yeah. I don't know if I trust you, Fifth Third Bank. That's not how <laughs> fractions work. You need to. You need there's a whole. There's a whole number involved in there. You got to factor that down. <laughs> what did they do wrong at the Fourth Third Bank? <laughs> <laughs> no, just close it down. Yes. Yeah, just close it down. Uh, and, and you've probably been waiting your whole life to make that joke because when you were in radio, they, everybody was like, "They're a client. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't." Can't say no, that. In radio, I had to do Ruth's Chris Steakhouse instead of Fifth yeah. Third Bank. Yeah. 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 Oh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I've never been there, though. I guess I. Do you enjoy butter? <laughs> sure. Who okay. Doesn't? I'm a human being. Yeah. Yeah. So when when, you, when they tell you the weight of your steak, right. it's not the weight of the steak, it's the weight of the butter they're putting on <laughs> the steak. You need yeah. to add about four pounds. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's about the. I'd like the an ratio. eight ounce steak with nine ounces of butter. No problem. <laughs> we call it the number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I guess we should uh, let's uh, let's dig into the movie itself. Man, did I love this movie? Did you? I did. I really like this is this franchise. This iteration of this franchise has really kind of gone the Star Trek route, where it's like the odd ones are good and the even ones are not. Right. So Casino Royale, I think, is amazing. I think Casino Royale that was really a, good is a great movie, except I can, for the poker. That uh, well, you uh, yes As a poker yeah that, that's your, that's that. your thing worst filmed poker game ever. <laughs> Uh, Quantum of Solace. Best film poker game ever. Oh, yeah. It's a Cincinnati good Kid. And sorry, uh, it's the odd couple. <laughs> well, you... you, you. <laughs> okay. He's like, okay, but you don't Fair really enough. see the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think the, I don't think that the poker is actually elemental. To <laughs> no, it's not. It's just five guys sitting around talking. And uh, yeah, I was just being a... But you do have one guy named Ace and one guy named Speed, so that does move it up an extra notch. That's You're right. You got yeah. cool, cool names. Yeah. Uh, Quantum of Solace. Not so great. That is the worst. Yeah, and that that I mean had some problems. It got caught up in the writer's strike, and yeah. they tried to force it out. And it was just a snooze fest. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, and then uh, Skyfall was was great, fantastic. Yeah, Spectre. Mm, I need. To I re- know. I need to rewatch. I it. know the like the people that were really into Bond were upset with Spectre because of the Blofeld thing. I guess it, it, it didn't. It did unbond things or something. I, I don't know, and I don't care. I was fine with. I it. need to. Re- I haven't. I have not rewatched in a while. I yeah. probably should have. And then, so this one, and I think this is like, holy, Pecar! like this. This. It's interesting that they hearken back to the one kind of forgotten. Bond movie that nobody really talks about, which is on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby, mm-hmm. uh, which has people seem to have over the years taken to that movie. Yes. But in its day, because it's good. Yeah, it is a good. The You're, problem was when people saw it, it was it, after the Sean Connery years, right? And everybody was so in love with him and those five movies that he made, right? Or however many, six. I think it was, yeah, I think yeah, because never they did, but never say never again. But that would have been out yet, and it doesn't count. Correct, right? Yeah. But when George Lazenby was in on Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's like, oh, what a letdown. It's not Sean Connery anymore. And then you add 40 years after that, and somebody <laughs> goes and finds it on streaming and goes, hey, you know what? This was actually was pretty, pretty good. good. I think there was also like just kind of a cultural like mental block over the idea of having a different James Bond, yeah. right? Like, you, oh, you, sure, you know, sure. You know, you didn't get recast very often like that especially on like really iconic things yep. and like now as a, as a culture we're like well of course it gets yeah we've had, we've had five batman and, and i and i always thought that was weird for movies where it's like in theater it's like well of course i'm not going to see the same guy play willie loman like you're gonna yeah. you're sure, gonna sure. do different versions of this and nobody gets upset about it but like but but 
that was kind of an alien concept. Yeah, but in that in those days, it was not like Willie Loman. It was more like the King and the King and I. <laughs> right. You know, Yul yeah. Brynner has done eighty two thousand performances of it, and now George Lazenby is going to be on there. Yeah, yeah, he would even do like dinner theater. I saw him at the Muni, and and that's crazy. the King and I tw- twice. That's yeah. crazy. Twice. I mean, I it was that level of iconic character. Yeah. when Lazenby took over from Connery. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think now people are like, of course we know every bond you have is temporary, and 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 you some of them more so than others, sure. <laughs> but like, I, but I think everybody almost kind of looks forward to the next bond. Like that's part of the fun of the franchise at this point. I think I th- is is who's the, who's the next one? Are we gonna like them? I think if you're so the the bond movies for the most part have not been uh like sequential. Like you can watch Diamonds Are Forever right. or Goldeneye, like oh, out yeah. of order, doesn't matter. You kind of like they they mar- they MCU'd it with Casino Royale, and, and I this. think that's going to get more so moving forward. I well, that's interesting. I don't know how they're going to do it, right? Because the end of the we're going to spoil it right now. I already he, did. You did. He gets blown up. Right. You can't really come back if from that. They tell <laughs> us that that he's still alive. That's yeah, and some I th- great able. Yes, I agree, and I don't think. I mean. I think Craig has kind of been on the record with saying, you know, and I, I, I they usually talk to him right after he's done filming. Mm-hmm. So I get like if you I don't want to talk about my job as soon as I walk in the door. Right. Right. So his kind of uh, not dismay, but like disgruntledness about these movies. I feel like give him some time. Like, <laughs> well, these, I these think are not easy movies to film. No, but he's he's done. Like, yeah, he has yeah, to I mean, be. And this he's for sure. Like he's gonna go do the the Ryan Johnson movies. From yeah, now. they're a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's not getting his ass whooped. And he's like, I I can put on a trench coat. Yeah, like right. I don't have to look like this at fifty five. Yeah, or yeah. you know, yeah. I think in Knives Out he spends most of the time sitting. Yes, right. Not a lot of sitting when you're James Bond. No, no, no. unless you're driving. That also <laughs> true. Yeah, very true. It is what was the. Oh, he, he, I remember he said that he had gotten into, like, the best shape of his life for one of these because he filmed this and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like, back-to-back, one of these Bond movies, back-to-back. And then when he when Fincher was like, hey, I need you to lose, like, 35 pounds. And he's like, what? Like, do you – I just I just put on right. 45 of muscle. He's like, yeah, but this character is thinner and gaunter. He's like – all right, man. If you know, I'd be you, like, "That's what CGI is for." Yeah, that's right. Like, you did it for Chris Evans in <laughs> yeah, the first you Captain can, America. You can, you can do, do it for me. You can do it for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not. You're I'm David not Fincher, that. man. That was Joe Johnson. He, you're David Fincher. You can yes. figure this out. <laughs> the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, man. Yeah, you've you've been here before. <laughs> make it uh, make it happen. So yeah, so this is James Bond has retired. That's kind of where we are in this world again, again, again. But had, had he hadn't retired in the other ones, right? Yeah, like two movies ago, I think he did. Yeah, Quantum okay. of Solace. Oh sure, uh, the one we don't like. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are a lot of like fun little. I actually went back and rewatched. Honor Majesty's Secret Service because I was everybody was talking about how this is kind of like a remake of that and I was like that's impossible there's no way and then I watched I was like oh it is a remake of Honor Majesty's Secret Except Service the person from the other half of the bridal party doesn't make it out correct yeah it's a little flip flop yes. uh, I will say seeing Diana Rig yeah holy guacamole uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. but, uh, so yeah so he's he's retired um, he's kind of get, Blofeld has been kidnapped or he's in prison. So his job is kind of done. He doesn't really have anything left to do. Um, is this the first time we get the, the scope with him on the scope in these movies? Like actually in a movie? Yeah. I don't know. I, I was wondering cause when it happened, I was like, Oh, that's oh, kind of yeah. cool. But- this is the most James Bond E of this. Like they've kind of grounded these movies for the most right. part. This is the one where they're just like, oh, by the way, there are machine guns behind these headlights. I have an EMP watch. We have all of these different little gadgets. So they are. It's harder to make a gadget now. Yeah. Because we have them on our phone. Because we got apps on our phone that do what the gadgets used to do. Like it, you know. He also had a really good one liner in this. And I was like, man, we are going full Sean Connery. James yeah, some Bond. of it was like the I blew, blew <laughs> his mind. There was another one. I forget what it was. Where I was just like, oh, that's yeah, I thought there wasn't enough of that. I thought one thing that this was lacking was a sense of humor because all the old Bond movies, particularly the Roger Moore years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- he was snarky. Right. And in this, he's serious. And even when he delivers that line, he doesn't deliver it like I'm saying a stupid line now, which <laughs> yeah. Roger Moore did. But he only had a couple of them in this. He as did. opposed to throughout. 
but they. I haven't... just wish I I agree, but I wish when they had done it, it had been funnier. It was just such yeah. a like that wasn't a dad joke. That was a granddad joke. <laughs> like, that but was... they haven't done that right. Like they haven't done leaned into that style of the James Bond movies. This is like the Jason Bourne right version of James Bond. Yep. And it definitely felt like we're going to try to catch up to where we should have been. I will also say, Kerry uh, Fukunawa, who directed the first season of uh, True Detective, and then he did, did he do Beasts of Burden? Yes, Beasts of All Nations, or whatever that was called. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And yeah. so, like, he was supposed to do It and kind of dropped out of that. Um, this dude directed a hell of a movie. Yeah. Like, this is a great-looking movie. I saw it in IMAX. The beautiful-looking movie. So props to that guy for coming in and be like, I'm going to... I'm going to kill James Bond. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, so he's retired, and then he is a... We, we get the, the opening credit sequence uh, of a girl and her drunken mother uh, talking about how who I thought her dad was going to be James Bond. Like, that's the way I thought we were going. Ah. And I was like, oh, he's just going to have sex with that person as she grows up. That's all right. This is the other character that we're going to be introduced to. Um, so, and then we're introduced to the villain... Who is Rami Malek? Who is before we get past the opening? I can't remember a Bond movie that did not start with an action sequence. You're exactly right. And yeah. usually it's exactly an action right. sequence that has nothing to do with the plot. Right, it's completely disconnected. You know, here yeah. he is on in the Alps, skiing down a mountain away from forty two guys on snowmobiles <laughs> yeah, who are going sure. after him with AK forty sevens. Yes, and none of their bullets hit him. Nope. And then, well, now we're in Bermuda. <laughs> right, yeah. He'll hook up with some lady, and then we'll get the opening. It's always, it's all. It's, I always kind of liked how it was almost like here's the last scene of a movie we you didn't see. Yes, like exactly. there's like there's always something with this guy. Yep. you know, and it's like there's always something. There's always something with this guy. But it was like there, like here's this other movie. Like it's not just we don't just. The stuff we show you isn't the only stuff that happens to right. him. It's kind of how the vibe it gave. He lives, I, I was, he lives a uh, a very crazy life. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a man who lives a life of danger. Oh, yeah. He also has a license to kill. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. <laughs> what is that? Johnny Rivers, That's secret a, agent. Yeah, man. secret agent man. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the 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 villain of this movie is Rami Malek, um, and he ends up. We get the idea, the the story that this child's father, who was also a hitman of some sort, because something we, we never see the dad. We never we just hear about him. Uh, murdered Rami Malek's family. So now he is going to take out, he takes out this guy's wife, and then a very cool scene where uh, the daughter kind of starts running across this frozen tundra, this lake. This opening scene plays like a horror movie. It really does. Yes, like, it does. There's, there's like legit jump scares. Yep. Like it's... He's... I, I, I know we've kind of bagged on him a little bit because he does... He should not have won the Oscar, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he's a really good villain in this movie i did not like him really i either did i i thought it was just very over the top and i and i think it's difficult uh i think for bond villains these days to like you know one there's so many legendary bond villains and they were in a time when they could be really camp and over the top and it wasn't out of character so it's like you want these really big personalities but it was like everything about him was very actorly I me. could see that. It was exactly what it, I thought. Yeah, it was very much like, here's, you know, here's me being a Bond villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I I'm ready I, for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Yeah, and, right, right. And, uh, and like, I I think Blofeld nails it, right? Like, he he really, like, straddles that's those. Christoph Waltz, though. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's but, what I was going to say. Christoph yeah. Waltz. You can't be the best Bond movie villain in a movie where Christoph Waltz is also a Bond villain. Right. Yeah. He's going to be the best one. And the way they use him in this and make him look like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, like in when jail. they were sh- when they were when they do the scene where they they're pulling his cage out. Yeah. yeah. All I could think was get smart. <laughs> it looks so much like when the opening credits when he would go to when he like would in the go chair to, or whatever. When he would go to work and yeah, he'd right, go through right. all the doors yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I think that Waltz was just unbelievable in his part playing Blofeld. Yes. And by the way, he doesn't overdo it. There's no right. screaming. There's no. You don't think this guy's crazy from the way he acts, right. just from what he says, right? But then you got Rami Malek, who does play it a little bit too crazy. I think. right. You're like, you know, like you get to the point where you're like, who's gonna follow this guy? Yeah. Right. I guess like, I feel like because they were trying to 
go kind of like speed up and get to those older Bond movies. Sure. Is that this villain was kind of in the in the vein of those uh, Jaws. Oh, I guess Jaws was a henchman, but like, you know, um, he was a shark. Doc- <laughs> His name was Bruce. <laughs> uh, you know, like Dr. No and yeah. like the gold gold finger. I almost said gold member. That's a yeah, different movie no. altogether. I believe it's pronounced gold finger. <laughs> yes, you guys say it like that. Absolutely right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Uh, so I guess I felt like this villain, this this version of this character, was kind of like a throwback to those yeah. old timey. I just like so the the more I see Rami Malek, the less I like him. I kind of agree. Yep. I, I like he seems, I well he seems kind of pretentious, right? Yeah. Like that and I, that and, kind of actor. And I know it's cool to bag on the Queen movie now, and it's like it's a mediocre movie that was. Elevated by his performance. I mean, his performance was great. Yep. I, I don't think you can take that away from him. No, um, but like, yeah, like the more I see of him, like I didn't like him in that uh, not seven. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the not seven movie, and I just, yeah, I, I it, just it, it it boggles my mind that Taron Edgerton doesn't get nominated for that performance in the Elton John flick. Yeah, when he is acting and singing, yep. when Rami Malek was not singing, you know right. what I mean? Like, totally. uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Also, I don't know anything about Rami Malek in real life, but I think he might be one of these actors who stays in character when he's not shooting. I don't think you're wrong. That would not surprise me. No, he seems like yeah, I'm always talking in my evil voice. <laughs> right? Do you want a tuna sandwich? <laughs> yes, I'd like it, but I want it on whole wheat. Yeah, no I pickles. Want, yeah. No pickles. I want it with the blood of the youth. <laughs> uh, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. He wants another tomato juice. <laughs> yeah. We're filming in Thailand. We can pull it. We off. can figure that out. Yeah. It's real easy. Uh. So then we flash forward, uh, and I almost called him Bruce, like he's Bruce Wayne. Uh, James is on; he's he's done. He's he's cruising around. This is the same car uh, from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's the same car that James Bond drives in that movie that he drives in this one. Okay, um, and he ends up getting approached by a returning uh, Felix Leiter, which I was like, yeah, give me Jeffrey Wright all day, every day. Yeah, like give, James Gordon is going to be great. I see. Here's a guy who's got no time to die. He only makes it to the halfway point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a guy with he, no time. He to had die. no time to die. Yeah, uh, and he he finds James, and he basically there's something going on that they need his help with. And Bond's like, "Nah, I'm good. I want nothing to do with right. it." Um. Oh well, I did leave out the whole part. <laughs> With the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, so he's living this kind of, like, idyllic I- vacation. The perfect life. Like, he bought the best timeshare money can buy. <laughs> <That's> correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he has this, he's seeing this woman, and we find out that the woman that he's seeing is the little girl from the beginning of the movie. She's grown up. Now. She is grown up now, yeah. Just to be clear. Put that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not that much. Yeah. She's maybe half his age. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is, yes. Because, do they give us a year? No. Okay. Either way, but you're right. She has the age difference is astronomical. Yeah. Um and you know they they live this very cherished cherished life and they're they're happy and he's not with MI6 anymore. She's I guess a psychiatrist but doesn't really practice because he's made all this money and then he is attacked. Like they're they're attacked in in this villa. Well, how does James Bond have a lot of money? I don't know. Right? Maybe he like, gets paid very well. I mean, if James Bond has a lot of money, it makes me think, like, maybe this dude's on the take. <laughs> right? Like, that's not a job that should lead to a lot of money. You know, it's funny you say that, because I was actually thinking to myself, was there a job that involved cash in right. the James Bond stories oh, that's anywhere? that's a good question. Yeah. Where, like, he didn't return 18 million of it. Right. Or, you know, he, or he has, like, a 24, but he kept 18 for himself. He's no, got, that's all of it, Am I swear. Right. <laughs> He's got one of the... He makes his own money. He's got, like, plates to... To make his own money. Uh, so he's attacked. And it, he basically, you know, him being a spy, can't figure out how they knew where he was. And then it becomes kind of evident in this moment that maybe she, the girl, is a spy. Oh, by right. the way, he dies going to see the mausoleum that was built for his former girlfriend, Vesper right. Wind, they, they, they're, from the previous they're movie. In, they're in Italy or in Rome, and she basically says, if we, if you and I need to move on together, you need to let go of Vesper, who was the, the love of Ava Green from Casino Royale, uh, who died in that, right? She died in that first movie. Well, based on the tombstone he was standing in front of. 
Oh yeah, right. Because it did have the, yeah. the years. Of, well, I mean, like, but I'm pretty sure like she dies kind of her. She is the villain sort of in the first in Casino Royale, but dies kind of redeeming herself. I think. Um, so while he's there, the he pulls like a little thing, and the whole thing, the whole like it blows up. It blows up. Yeah, and now he's like calls everybody out. This scene has my favorite stunt in the whole movie. Which one? When they take the motorcycle up the stairs and, and use the stairs as a ramp to get yes. to the other thing. Yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty bad. This yeah. is a fantastic action sequence yeah. of, of James just kind of on his own, uh, jumping off the side of a bridge, holding on to like a rope and doing... Man, it is... This is a dope action sequence. And uh, I also liked when it came to the end where he's in his car, his special car, yeah. and he's surrounded by guys who are shooting all kinds of ammunition at him and he's just calmly sitting in the car yeah like, while the girl yeah. is freaking out yeah but, yeah but the windows you know they're not shattering no no i he there is that scene where the guy walks up the guy with the this is like very henchman yeah because in the last one i think it was dave batista who was kind of like odd job right um but he's got like a, a cybernetic eye right and uh he walks up with like this automatic shotgun and is just shooting a whole like Shotgun blast. Yeah, he's like, bulletproof blast. glass only lasts so long. Correct. Like it, the, and so he's like, I will just keep shooting it right. till it goes. And then Bond's just like, whatevs, man. Yeah, man, you do He's you. checking his phone. <laughs> Let me just Nokia. go over here. I'm going to open up the console right now where I have these switches. Now watch what happens. Which click, is click, click, also click, click. like so James Bond. Absolutely. That, you know, he's got like machine guns inside the headlights and smoke and he basically get the, he gets the girl, he and the girl get out of the situation and he realizes that he can't trust her because this is just too on the nose. You're the only one knows that I'm here is you. I'm a spy. I don't really know everything about you. I'm going to put you on this train and piss off. And by the way, this is right in the James Bond tradition. How many of the 25 movies included the woman who turned him in? Right. Or turned oh, against sure. Him at some point, which we, you get two women in this. And I was like, well, the other one's got to be the bad one. And then she's in it for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And we don't see her again. Um, so yeah, so he, then we flash forward five years, and Bond is kind of disheveled, and he's just also still retired but living his life. This is where Felix and Oscar, uh, Ash, no, well, uh, yeah, right, Ash. Which when they said this, Logan Ash, and I was like, well, that's not a real name. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. That's the most made up name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, uh, like, that's the kind of name you wrestle under. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. By the way, when they it. introduced Felix and this guy Logan Ash, who's with him. Having seen a lot of movies, didn't you immediately think to yourself, he's a double agent? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've seen enough of these movies where I was like, Felix is the good guy. I feel bad for that actor because all he can play is smarmy. Yes. Right? Like, Was he in... I think he was in Land of the Dead. I don't know. He just looks smarmy. He does. Yeah, right, right. Yep. I thought he was going to be a villain, like the origins of one of his villains from later. Yeah. What I thought we were going to get in this movie is that Rami I think Malik, that's what we will get moving forward. Probably. As I, yeah, but Yeah, I thought Rami Malek was going to be Dr. No. That's where I thought we were going. Yeah. But that's not the case. Um so yeah, so Felix kind of says, "Look, we need you on this." And James is like, "Nah. I'm good. I want nothing to do with this." Uh, is this? Does he's introduced to the double, the new 007, the new 007, which it's hilarious that that got any sort of attention whatsoever from moronic fans who didn't know it was coming. It's like, yeah, it's just a number, which right. they keep saying over right. and over and over. Um, and her, uh, her name's not Jane Bond. It's not. Right. She's 007. Right. And he was like, cool. I do like that he kind of played it. He played it. Obviously, it's going to bother him, right? It's his number. Sure, sure. But he's also like just a dick enough where he's like, hey man, I don't care, right? I don't really. That's really bad. Well, it's like what they, it's double oh seven, right? If you're gonna put two O's in front of it, you only have nine numbers. Yes, like you can't go. You can't. That's go re- right. Yeah, you can't retire jerseys when you got nine numbers to play with. <laughs> right. I just well, put you, that in the rafters. Double O pie. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, and then I started using decimals. That's the. Yeah. Uh, that's saving that for the porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she kind of in- introduces herself. You think she's you think this character is going to be another woman that he beds very quickly. Yeah. And we realize that she drops her accent and she has a British accent. And he was like, all right. I she's like, don't whatever you're thinking about doing. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, don't get involved. That basically what we find out is that there is a chemist that Remy Malik has kidnapped or is part of like 
this extra team that has devised some sort of poison. I do think a worldwide pandemic is a yeah. little on the nose. Well, I mean, this has been sitting in the can. It was done for pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, because this was supposed to come out in, like, what, November of 2020. Oh, is that right? I Maybe it was even summer, and they pushed it to November, and then they just pushed it indefinitely. But that it was definitely sense. made pre-pandemic. Yeah. This is a little on the nose with yeah. this one. Um, so this guy's been kidnapped. Rami Malek now has the, the, the device that will release this virus all across the world uh very this is not airborne you have to touch correct right? it is like touch yeah it moves through nanobots which i do yeah. think is interesting like it's a kind of a cool concept where it's the the disease or the virus is so and it's like genetically targeted correct. they get your dna because the purpose of the weapons its intent was that they could basically say kill create a virus that would kill one person right and then they wouldn't have any collateral damage right and so, then, it, yeah, it's targeted to this person's DNA. Right. And what Rami Malik has done. Is they never counted on anyone going control A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which kind of Bond says right. to, to, to M, where he's just like, what did you think was going to happen? Right. Like, what were you doing? Because M's behind the whole thing. M is. Yeah. We, we find out that M has uh, kind of been working with Blofeld uh, to, manu- to, to keep this inside. He's like, it was better to keep it inside than to let somebody else have it. And in typical... Uh, bureaucratic fashion, they screwed it up. Right. Uh, now, how did that play at the MI6 meeting? <laughs> Who are you going to work with on this? Uh, yeah, that psychopath? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> that sociopath who got hey, down there in that Magneto cell? How many Nazis built our atomic <laughs> yeah. weapons? Yeah. I mean, is it really that far-fetched? Right. No. <laughs> Good. No, Werner von Braun callback. Nice going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Christoph Waltz played a Nazi. There you go. See? There yeah. Got an and Academy Jody Foster had it. to work with Hannibal Lecter. I mean, Clarice Starling had to work. That's with right. Yeah, big time. So did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead, Em. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And I also, I kind of did forget that Judy Dench is gone. Yeah. So when I when he when Ray Fiennes walked back on scene, I was like, Oh yeah, well, you are the new M. I feel right. I also do kind of love that he doesn't call him like james doesn't call him m he calls him by his first name is even more of like a dick move yeah it's also a power play right like i know who you are absolutely a power play. i know who you are yeah right uh so he call he talks to to m on the like she kind of kicks james his phone he thinks it's 007 and it kind of is right yeah uh and he was like what did you do? Bond is like, what did you do? You're working with Blofeld. Like, you're insane. He's like, ah, I got to go. Bye. Click. <laughs> you know, like new phone. Who did? Yeah, right, right. Um, So he calls Felix and says, I'm in like, this is bad. Like, I know this is bad. Fine. I've got nothing else going. I'm not really I'm just hanging out in this sweet, sweet villa. Right. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. Um, I think I could t- take a little time to go with you and the double agent. <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> he should have a sign that just says bad guy because we all know what's coming. Right. Um, so they go to James and Felix uh, and Logan go to kidnap and or capture this the scientist that we see earlier in the movie. And uh, in that process, the, it kind of it, it gets messed up. Right. Like they've got the bad guy. Um, but this is when Logan turns. And ends up shooting Felix in the gut, which I was I got to tell you, I I, going into this, I'm like, okay, James is going to die. Right. Like he has to die. I didn't expect them to go into like full reset mode where they're like, Felix, no, he's off the table. Uh, Blofeld, he's off the table. James, he's off the table. Well, I mean, it's like Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. Spectre. Yeah, the entire thing of Spectre. But if you think about it, if like if they're gonna kill James Bond, then you have to do a full reset. I agree. Like you know what I mean? You can't. There's no. I think when I when you kill when they killed Felix, and I was like, well, maybe nobody's safe. Like maybe we just kill everybody because we're just gonna reset this thing anyway. Like heavy metal. (laughs) You die. (laughs) She dies. Everybody. Everybody dies. Um. So James, of course, Felix dies. Logan gets away with the doctor uh, in a pretty great sequence as well. I the, the set pieces in this are pretty spectacular. Like, it's yeah, one big set. I mean, piece. The, I mean, it's a two hundred and fifty dollar mo- million dollar movie. And, I, you know, 
two hundred million of it is on the screen. The other fifty is Daniel Craig. That's but, right. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean you. I mean you go to James Bond movies for spectacle. I agree, and they deliver. And yeah. that's why during the slow periods of this, I was literally thinking, okay, come on. Let's go get through this. I know yeah. it's him and the girl, and we got to see them lovey-dovey. Well, the and all franchise has been around so long; they know that we need time to pee. That's true. <laughs> They're like, ah, yeah. we got original, original title of this movie, by the way. <laughs> time to no, pee. No, no time, time to pee. pee. No, no yeah. time to pee. Yeah, they uh, just need to like flash a little, like a little yellow blinking dot at the bottom of the screen when it's safe to pee. <laughs> this is just exposition that doesn't matter. You can go pee now. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I, w- I will say before we get to the losing of Felix. This is where we meet uh, the gal, the other gal from Knives Out, who plays like the, the secret agent who has had three weeks of field training. Or so yeah. she says. Or so, Armas. <laughs> correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Who? I when you when you see she, I think she's on the poster, and I was like, okay, she'll be like the Denise Richards or the Halle Berry of this little thing. Nope. You see her for about twenty minutes, and she's like, "All right, this is where she I, was great, though." She, yeah, I thought. She, yeah. this is. Uh, I can see them spinning her off. Somehow, I don't know how they would do it, but I could see her getting a spinoff. Uh, this is a great action beat, hand to hand, lots of gun gunfire in this. A lot of this, fancy kicking. A lot of fancy. You're gonna have to. You have to do that kind of just right because she is wearing not a lot. Right. She has a very very small dress. Uh, but this is where we think that we see the guy with the with the mechanical eye, and we think that it is interesting because James did get played initially, right? Like right. he he did get set up. And then all of a sudden it's flipped and the the doctor has turned the DNA to everybody from Spectre. So they wipe out. James is fine. The the secret agent is fine. But everybody at Spectre, because there's this big grand birthday party for Blofeld where the, the main event will be killing James. They kill everybody from Spectre. <laughs> there's no Spectre left. It's all gone. Um which again, you're just like, all right, well, that's off the table. Yeah. I think the original plot was that the nanobots would kill Rami Malik, and he had the doctor re-engineer the thing so it killed everybody but Rami Malik from Spectre. Correct. Yeah, yeah, because they've got like on that little DNA, they've got everybody's DNA somehow. Somehow, everybody's DNA ended up on this hard drive. I don't know how that happened, but that's what happened. Uh, so our let's see. This okay. So he goes back. James goes back to MI six and is not pleased. He's realizes that the only way this is going to work is if he talks to Blofeld. And M's like, no, you are out your mind. He only talks to this one person, and he'll never talk to you. Um, and I'm trying to. Is this where? So he this gets, is where I think Money Penny and Q. Like they team up with Bond, kind of off that's the right. books. That's right. That's right. And you get to find out that Q puts the Q in LGBTQ. He's a little bit. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, not a little bit. He does. Yeah. Uh, that's the guy who played the father in the Mary Poppins reboot. I never saw it. Oh, really? Ben Wishaw, I think, is his name. Okay. okay. This is. I think you get a, the the hairless cat. I feel like because there was a reaction in the theater when the cat showed up, and I was like, I don't know what that means. I mean, I know that they're. One Blo- of these villains. Blofeld had a cat early on. I think in whenever Donald Pleasance played him. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, you didn't see his face for a long time. You just pet the cat. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah, like the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. what it's yeah a reference to. <laughs> I just thought everybody was like, "Oh, is he going to be Doctor Evil? <laughs> He's got a hairless cat." <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, right, How right, many right. People from Spectre were killed. A million, <laughs> <laughs> million, billion. Um. Yeah, so they break the code on the on these uh, hard drives, and they're like, "Oh, this is bad." They take that to, to M, and M's like, "All right, do you want to come back to work or not?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll come back." I mean, you might as well clock in at this point, right? You're like, already you're doing, doing the all work. the work, <laughs> yeah, doing the check, leg work, right? Yeah. Um, this is a kind of one. Of, this is one of the scenes that I liked, where the new 007's like, "Yeah, but yeah, but what's his number?" Right? And he was like, "That doesn't. It's not important." He was like. It's yeah, but what is, what is it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I do like that kind of running gag. Um, so this is where we... You can be 07, your license to maim. Yeah, not kill, but right. definitely maim. Definitely maim. Um, so we find out that Rami Malek and the love interest from the very beginning of this movie kind of... He saves her life as a child. She falls through the ice. He shoots around it and pulls her out of the ice. So they have this weird connection where he feels like she owes him a debt 
So Blofeld is the last member of Spectre that is in existence. And he says to her, we find out that she is Blofeld's psychiatrist, the only person that Blofeld will talk to. Um, so he gives her like a, like a, I don't know, like a perfume. And in right. the perfume is the last code of DNA. Oh, de nanobot. Oh, de nanobot. That's right. Yeah. That's very, very Chanel very number French. nanobot. <laughs> yes, number nanobot. 005. 005, yes. yeah. Um, Dracar nanobot. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, all right. I know nothing about perfume. Yeah, I'm Shocking. running out. Yeah, right, like, right. High karate nanobot. I'm out. <laughs> what yeah. is that? Axe? That's yeah, not gonna work. Yeah, That's... Old Spice. That's all I remember. Yeah, Axe is more of a Fast and Furious fragrance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like Old Spice is just old enough that it could, you know. Yeah, it could like it circled back around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> this is where she's where our love interest from the beginning is reintroduced. Madeline is her name is reintroduced to James Bond. And I, I'm i under the impression that nobody knows that they were together because of the way he reacts to her when he yes, like, sees her for the first time, yeah. where he goes to shake her hand, and she was like, fuck you, bud. Yeah. Um, so they, she goes, she kind of, they go in. Because they brace him, about. right? They're braced up like, hey, we know Blofeld, you got history, and like, don't overreact. Connie's like, I got it under control. Yeah. And then he rounds the corner and, and sees her, and he's her. like, you know, son of a bitch. I don't have it under control. Yeah. Um, so they, this is the scene you were talking about where they wheel. And I will say it's a very creepy scene because Christoph Waltz is so good at being creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where he, his head doesn't, move, he's almost like a shark, right? Like his head doesn't move and his whole body is like in this rotating, kind of like Magneto from the first X-Men, the second X-Men movie. Um, and this is the first time we get a look at him and he looks like, because I think Donald Pleasance did have like some facial scars when yeah. we see him, so now he's got like the same kind of like mucky muck on the side of his face. Uh, he uh, James goes to grab Madeline is like, "Hey, you don't have to do this." And she, of course, now James now it's ha- on him. Now it's on him. Yeah, and he doesn't know that, right? right? And she pulls away immediately, and you think from James's point of view that she's pulling away because he kind of broke her heart. And then from her point of view, she's like, I was trying to protect you. And now you've got this crap on you. Um, so she bolts, she gets out of there. doesn't want anything to do with this. Uh, James and Blofeld have an amazing confrontation. Like it's, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they can't touch each other. So it's all done just through these two actors. And I do, I will say Daniel Craig um, kind of doesn't get a lot of credit, right? Cause these movies, aren't really an actor's movie right you know but when he's given this scene he kills it like this is literally like see you know blofeld ends up telling him she had nothing to do with whatever you i did all that i set all that up like the the bomb at vespers you know uh funeral thing like that was all me and now james realizes i have screwed up like I have messed this up and he grabs Blofeld by the throat and he's like, you know, the the guy who was the president or the prime minister in the first episode of Black Mirror who. Oh, has to nail a pig. Yeah, yeah. that's this guy yeah. is the same actor. He, he runs in there. He's like, hey, 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 you can't do that. He's like, I know, I know. And then he lets him go. But because skin to skin contact, he Blofeld ends up getting the virus and dies. And I was like, dang, okay, Felix and Blofeld in about 30 minutes apart. I was like, all right, man, let's keep rolling. Yeah. Um, so James and Madeline reunite. Uh, and it feels so good. And it feels so good. We see a little girl uh, who is about the right age. And, of course, I do like immediately. Of course, we all know who she is. Right. But Madeline's like, nope, not yours. And he's like, yeah, but, yeah, but she has blue eyes. And she's like cool and she's five years old and we were together for a year <laughs> yeah, right. she's we're like five. hey man i just like the d don't <laughs> slut shame me right. <laughs> <laughs> just you're not the only one with blue eyes james right. you I got, I got, called no time to d <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got a thing for guys with blue eyes what are you gonna do what are you gonna do about it yeah you've ruined me with blue eyes james i can't have anything else uh so there they they reunite right and they're back together and he's awkwardly being a dad but like she says he's dad ish dad ish right making her eggs and she's kind of on board with it um this is another great sequence where they james realizes we gotta go like we are on we're being hunted i did think they're in the car and the girl keeps talking about a mosquito bite 
And I was like, oh, man, they've infected. They've they've got her with like a tracking device. Like, yeah. that's how they're fine. But that never comes back around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which I thought was weird. I thought that that was going somewhere, too. And it didn't. No, no, not at all. Uh, this is a Maybe great date in the director's cut. Oh, yeah. The four hour director's right. cut. Yeah, right. Uh, this is a great chase sequence that uh, runs down a uh, like a I don't know what do you call it? like a dirt road basically yeah. into into like the 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 forest and he James is kind of picking people off. It's I think it's a brilliant. It almost looks like I'm trying to think when we get to, oh it's later at the missile silo that we get almost like a one shot take of him like running you know doing whatever. Um, I think this was fantastic. This this whole sequence of James like working through the woods and and picking these people off. It, it after rewatching on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I think that was the most physical like James Bond we had seen to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, was Sean Connery had been like you know judo chop and that's he would knock people out with one strike. Right. And Roger Moore was kind of the same way. Um, th- so it is kind of it's fun to see James kind of do the James the Jason Bourne thing or the Jack Reacher thing and just you know he is a killing machine like and he is no problem killing anybody that gets in his way right um so now because he has been off he Rami Malek's character ends up kidnapping uh Madeline and the and the daughter and James realizes we have to now we're in the into the thick of it as the kids say um you know I was just going to save the world but now there's a five-year-old girl here, right? Who right. is who is not part of the world, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but she's also not mine, so right. I don't know. Well, world, I, don't know girl, I guess you know. Um, and in typical Bond fashion, we get a massive like base, right? Like right. it's it's a this is like like this we is said old school. This is old school yeah. villains base. He's gonna tell you the plot of he what he's gonna layer. do. Has a layer that's yeah. got different levels. Bond was like, I thought I was the only layer in this movie. <laughs> and Ryan Malik says, nope. By the way, the poison pool, really? I've got a pool full of poison. Yep. Intr- introduced about 40 minutes before the end of the movie. Gee, I wonder if there's going to be a callback <laughs> to that. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if... Guess uh, what? They wouldn't kill Bond in a pool of poison, would they? No. Chekhov's poison pool. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh... And this is, I mean, this is, I think this was the, the best action piece of the Where whole movie. Where do you movie. go to get somebody to install a pool of poison? That, see, that's the, that's the great question, right? Like, all of these, you got to, you got, well, you, it's, the secret is, you got to have somebody install the pool, yeah. and then you get another <laughs> contractor to install the poison. Oh, I those see. fire hoses, and they hook it right. up to the poison hydrant? Yeah, you can't do it all with one company, or no. they'll be like... Hey, this is an evil lair. <laughs> I know what's going on. What was the there's there's the one inside the volcano. Yeah. You know, like who built that? Yeah. How did that happen? Where you got there's plumbing involved and electricity inside this volcano. And if that's not union work, you're going to hear about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a no win situation. But right, you make you a know? call to the poison liquid company. Hi, I'm going to need some of your product. How much do you need? A couple of gallons? Well, <laughs> I have a pool. A couple million gallons? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, you want a poison pool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I want. Thank you for understanding. That's perfect. <laughs> is is uh, it going to have poison plants around it? Are you doing like a poison garden with it? Yes, well, well, that uh, sounds great. I'm yeah. going to talk to my to my one-eyed henchman. And we'll, I'd we'll like some, would you like our toxic topiary department to call you? <laughs> Actually, do you have something that will make people more compliant? We do. Yeah. We do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Let me connect to the poison <laughs> landscape. <laughs> poison landscape. That's even better. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. This is a big action set piece. Uh, I, I think one of the one of the things that people complained about in Spectre is that one sh- quote unquote one tracking shot that was like obviously not a tracking shot. Yeah. And I feel like Kerry Fukunaga and this was like, I got you. Yeah. And he does it. And the, like it's a, I think it's a really good. It's a really well done. And then, you know, when the cut happens, like he falls, he's basically picking off these guys left and right. And then he has to get into a fist fight with somebody falls down some stairs. And I was like, there it is. Yeah, like, that's where it is. Um, so what they're going to do, well, the problem they have is this this island is in between Russia and Japan. 
So <laughs> when Russia and Japan realize, hey, the Brits are <laughs> like there's a there's a giant plane floating above yeah. that's a British. You know, they're like, uh, we're going to go check that out. So now we're in this kind of like weird spot where M has to decide if he's going to fire on this unincorporated thing between the British and the Russians. And I do like that. I think Q or Bond is like, what are we going to tell them? And they were like, nothing. We're not going to tell them anything. Like, we're just, I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. It's weird <laughs> that, that that whole little island blew up over there that came from this. that happened. Yeah. It's strange. Um, so we, Q tells Bond, like, you have to open these blast doors. It's the only way to do it. Another a fun scene where Q is trying to give the instructions and Bond is already, like, three steps ahead. He's like, got it. Yeah. And, like, takes off. We know that Madeline and the and the daughter are safe. The the new 007 has taken them off the island. And then as the missiles have been launched, the blast doors start to close. And we're just like, well, okay. This is where I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um, Not a great fight scene between Remy, but it doesn't need to be. But I, I kind of like that it wasn't a great fight scene because it wouldn't be a great fight scene. It wouldn't. You're right? absolutely like, right. I don't believe that Rami Malek's character could get in a could go toe to toe with it's James almost like Bond. when batman fights the joker right? right like that's not a thing you're not yeah it's not it's never about the f- the physical match right between right, right, the right. two because of course batman wins <laughs> yeah, that every single time yeah uh so this is the we we do know that rami malik has uh two vials of like blood and around his neck one vial for madeline and one vial for the daughter and this is finally f- I think at one point in this, Madeline finally tells him, she's like, it's your daughter. Like, we all know that. Yeah. Um, so what he do- during this, these fisticuffs, uh, he takes the Remy Malik takes the vials, smashes them into his hand and then scratches Bond's face, thus basically sealing his fate. Right. Like he can't touch Madeline. He can't touch th- his little daughter, his daughter, because it will kill them. It will kill them instantly. Uh, so Bond knows what he has to do, right? So he, again, I, I do like this version of Bond because he is kind of such a badass where Rami Malek is doing his whole little soliloquy mm. and Bond's just like, yeah, cool. I'm like, pop, pop, pop. I'm yeah. done with that. We're done with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think this is, this is the, we've never gotten to see Bond die, right? Yeah. Like he always is okay in some form or another. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about I hope he doesn't survive the explosion and all that sort of stuff. Right. Did you ever see the Flint movies that James Coburn made? I did not. Our I saw Man the Flint. And I saw Arm Flint. Flint. Okay. Was that the one where at the end he kill, kills off everybody at Galaxy and he, they're going to blow up the island and he dives off of the side of the mountain? I think so. In, Swan dives into the water and there are the four beautiful women that he saved and they're yeah. all getting picked up by yeah. the ship. Okay. I thought to myself, they can't end a Bond movie with him swan diving off the side of this mountain <laughs> right. to do that. But it was set up exactly the same way. It, it was. Like, island in the middle of nowhere, run by evil geniuses. He goes in there. He already did save the beautiful women, Madeline and her daughter. Right. They're okay. 007 woman is, is off, uh, ready to go. She, she's uh, That's fine. Okay, so now it can't be the end of Bond. You can't kill off James Bond. Guess what? Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> And I think it's I, again. I talked about Daniel Craig's acting, and I think this is a really powerful scene where he's, yeah. he talks. He's talking to Madeline on the on the walkie-talkie. I I did think it was kind of weird that he didn't say anything to his daughter, but he just kind of you know like what I I don't know. But that like that would probably be confusing because she doesn't know. I think she does know because because they're because Rami. There's this. Oh, but you know what? She does. I don't. I bet she doesn't speak English. Because she never speaks English. She speaks French the entire time. But there's one point where he speaks to her in English and she responds. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking maybe she wouldn't understand. Because Rami Malek does say when they're sitting there in that scene where he's kind of like a Bond thing. He thinks he's got Bond dead to rights. Right. And he's referring to him as her father. Yeah. But I guess it's pop. I mean, you could be right. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember them talking. But, but I don't think think like that's a pretty abstract concept. I think to lay on a five year old about like, oh, hey, this guy really is your father. Sure, you know what I mean. I just, I just don't think that the kid really knows. You I know? can appreciate that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the very heartfelt conversation, and she, and I do like that. Madeline doesn't fight it. Like 
she knows. Yeah. She knows what that he's been infected. She knows that he can't he can't win this one. Well, I guess he has won. Well, he could win and then just stay not, away from and them. just stay away from them, <laughs> which wasn't going to, you know, like yeah. which is even it's interesting given her on her majesty's secret service how like he's constantly losing yeah. in that movie. Like he's never he's never he's winning for sure, but like Diana Rigg dies in that right. movie, right? Um so this is it's a great scene the 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 missiles have launched and they're almost like those Jericho missiles from Iron Man where like they blow up and there's multiple missiles. Yeah. They blow up this oh, those facility. Are the worst in Missile Command <laughs> when you play that. No. Oh my god. Merv, I think they're called multiple impact something oh, something. We're going to get a call yeah. from like the CIA or something. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why was that in the back of my brain. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's impressive if whatever it is. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, re-entry vehicles, maybe. What is that? Multiple impact re-entry vehicle. I don't know. Jericho missiles. Okay, that's what they were called in Iron Man. That's okay. as far as far as I can get you. Tom will find out. <laughs> I'm googling <laughs> multiple independently targetable re-entry vehicle, and they just God ignored. Dang. They just ignored the T because it made it confusing. Yeah, <laughs> Man, that's too hard. Let's just pretend like the T's not there. Done. Yeah, got it. And it was like, I think targetable should be implied, right? Like, if you have a non-targetable missile, that's not really a missile anymore. Well, when they first started making missiles, they didn't know how to target them to yeah, a specific just place. Just shooting them in wherever. You know, yeah. They were shooting them off like mortars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now that, we're going to hope for the best. That was yeah. a little bit short. Raise the thing up. Okay, now you got it. So, I mean, that's how missiles started. That's true. That's I true. just Googled Merv missile, and I am now on a list somewhere. Great. Yeah, yeah it's the end of Real, real Spoilers. It's been fun, folks. Yes. Like that's uh so yeah so the the entire thing blows up you you they don't leave it to your imagination like james bond is engulfed in flames and if, he doesn't move if he's a lot if they tried and say that that this version of james bond is still alive even with a different actor like you can't f this movie. yeah i kind of right? I, like, I would agree I, well, you know the name of the next movie is already james trek three the search for bond <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank yeah. you. Oh. He's fighting the uh, his, the whales. The specter has been replaced by a Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I I agree. If they try to say that this version of James Bond is still alive, it seems like a pretty big middle finger and to. I I know that like they've been trying to do the MCU thing, but this version of Bond, Daniel Craig, started pre MCU. Is it oh six? Oh six, I believe. Yeah, and so I think. This is going to be their opportunity to do a hard reset and start over at the beginning and world build in a, in a very deliberate way that they've never been able to do before. You mean with an origin story? I I think I would not surprise me. Yeah. I would not surprise if you get a very a much younger Bond. Here's here's an idea if they would like to hire me. Just <laughs> just spitballing. What if you said it in the 60s? Yeah. Oh, sign me up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because because part of the problem is like the geopolitical machinations in the 60s were a little bit more clear cut. I mean, looking back, they weren't. But it was like, you know, Russia bad, America good. Right. Like, you know, and so that those were pretty easy stories to tell. Maybe Bond has to go catch the guy who invents Merv. Hey, Boom. Full and circle. It, and then it resets. Yeah. Timeline <laughs> resets. But yeah, like if you said it in the 60s, in the same way we talked about. They should Superman do a super, in the 30s. Superman in the 30s or 40s. Like, you know, that would be a, a an interesting solution for this movie. And they could set Bond against the backdrop of actual historical events. And, like, That's have, not a bad idea. have him behind the scenes kind of guiding history yeah. with his missions. Bond, welcome back from the Bay of Pigs. I know it didn't go well, but we <laughs> yeah. have something else for you. Yeah, you kind of mucked that one up. Uh, <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Is like, and I don't, you know, every every Bond movie up until Casino Royale, we just talked. Well, I guess the Pierce Brosnan stuff kind of did the same. I think that they kind of followed somewhat of a story like because yeah. i think that last one like maybe they didn't i honestly don't this remember. idea of there being one cohesive world with a storyline that runs through all the movies but you can still like that's a that's a relatively recent phenomenon yeah. especially given that this movie the franchise started in what 62 63 something like that yeah i thought it was 60 but you could be right yeah and um so i mean you know 
I, I think that they're like, oh, we'd like to do this in a different way. And this is kind of presents them an opportunity to have like a clear line of delineation. Like this is this is where that's over. This era is over, both from Daniel Craig and just from these first first 25 Bond movies sure, or whatever. Sure. On. You could separate yourself from the entire thing. Right. And you can say to the fan base, you're worried about who's going to be the new Bond. Let us introduce the old Bond. Right. I mean, the young Bond. Yeah. The, the, if we're going to. He's not really the new Bond. Technically, <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah. We're going to de You know how Halloween did it? Like that. <laughs> yeah. But less confusing. <laughs> this is why I'm not in the marketing department at Eon. <laughs> right. right. I, you're absolutely right. And then that offers you the opportunity to maybe do a Felix Leiter spinoff TV show or an origin for Money Penny, like how she gets to the off. Because like there are some there are some comic books that's like there is a Felix Leiter comic book that it's, right. it's just him doing his stuff, or that Money Penny was actually uh, an agent and that she got into a bit of a firefight and couldn't didn't want to do that anymore, so she became the secretary. She became so like there's all kinds of different stuff you could do, right? And you got to you know that I mean they've got. Who so who distributed this? M, it, the MGM. bomb movies have always come out through MGM, so they have the opportunity to do what kind of whatever they want. That's not a bad idea. That's pretty smart. Yeah, and so that, that's where I I think we're heading. I think it's a hard reset, and Good. they they maybe they even circle back to the beginning. I think it'd be great if they said these things in the sixties. And normally, like that's kind of expensive when you do those time period movies. Sure, but sure. but like but they're spending two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollars on a movie, so they've got the money. Right, mm-hmm. it's right, right, doable. Right. And in today's age with CGI. It's easier than ever to oh, do for something sure. like that. Yeah. I mean, look at something like Boardwalk Empire, right? Right. And so it's totally doable. It's, it, you know, and again, with the budgets they have, I like, I don't know. I, I, I like it, Bill. I think you set a bond in the 60s. That'd be so good. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and then you, I'll tell you what, even de-age it and you could do it, Sean Connery. <laughs> I Well, I don't. You'd have to do a hell of a lot of de-aging <laughs> considering he's dead. Well, you gotta, you put, I mean, they did it with the fast. They put his face on somebody else's body. You yeah. Know? I'm going to say no. No, it would yeah. be really weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I think that's a bad idea. Um, yeah, I think this was the perfect end to this version of Bond. I don't yeah. think there was no other. There was. There's two ways this goes, right? He's retired with with Madeline, the daughter, or he's dead. Right. And I think this was the, the best possible option. This, I, I mean, I was thinking this might be my second favorite of this run casino royale is probably my favorite this is yeah. i thought this was phenomenal this was a really good ending to this story i think i my favorite was what's the one before specter skyfall there we go yeah i think really I like that good one. that yeah, was that was the uh, casino, Bardem one casino royale like that last 40 minutes it really once they started playing baccarat i was just like <laughs> and he get, he's getting hit in the nuts with that like he's sitting there naked on a chair and mads mickelson's like whipping that weird thing and Keeps hitting them in the balls with it. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that's the thing that happens. I just in that remember movie. really liking the first hour and being because I don't normally get into Bond movies, and I was like, "Oh man, this is really good." And then like it, the last forty five minutes or so, I'm just like, "This is a snooze fest." Yeah, the part dominated by Rami Malek. Yeah, did not work for me. I got yeah, you, and I get that. I like I I I was not a fan either. Like I I wouldn't go as far as to say that it that it I, I still overall enjoyed the movie. But I enjoyed it in spite of him. Sure, sure. I yeah. think I gave it a six out of ten on my website. Okay, I was oh, nicer. Dang. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like eight point five nine. Yeah, I gave it like four out of five. Oh, well, so we're all doing on a ten. Sorry, on the radio <laughs> they made me do four out of five. So that's eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like, see, yeah. we talked about math, like four thirds bank or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fifth a, pie bank. That's, yeah. <laughs> really, Paul, with the pie callback, not necessary. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, so, uh, well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Paul. You can find me on harrisonline.com. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And uh, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash Spoilers. You can get all that extra Halloween content right now. Yeah. And the next week, we will actually talk about oh. the new Halloween. I, I said I, I must have paid penance with Venom just for the next two weeks. Because like, <laughs> these were two of the movies I've been looking forward to. F- I, well, no time to die for what Didn't seems like. did you pay penance with that musical you reviewed a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Venom was bad. Like, I could at least tolerate 
Dear Evan Hansen, Evan, yeah. Venom was so bad. Venom was really bad. Real bad. So, but, uh, but anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Contessa Teresa DiVincenzo dies. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already